Andrea, one word to describe the last six months. Surreal. Lauren? Um, I'd just say crazy, to be honest. Crazy. No, crazy, to be honest, that's three words. Just crazy, yep. then. Just crazy. <laughs> Fern? Bizarre. Bizarre. Mm. Yeah, there's not a lot more to say, really, is there? And the big question, I think, especially for you three, is how to define working from home? Because we used to work from home on and off, but it was only if you were having your boiler repaired or your cat went to the vet or something like that. We didn't really do it as standard. And I must admit, in fact, you two most, Lauren and Andrew, you were the two that I thought would struggle with it most. And I think you did at the start, Andrew, a bit, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, it really threw me a little bit, to be honest, at the beginning. It was just so different from the way we've always worked and, you know, the way our, our team kind of format is. So I think it took me a good few weeks to kind of feel like I could, I could do my job from home. Um, not because I think we sorted out the technology and stuff, but just to get my head around, like I couldn't, you know, Lauren and I work really closely. We sit opposite each other when we're in the office. I can't just go, Oh, how are you doing with this? It's like, hi, Lauren, hope you're doing okay today. Enter. How you get along with this? <laughs> it's just, it's a completely different way of, of working. And, and yeah, it took a while to adjust. But wasn't it more like the isolation as well? Because, you know, you like, you like being around people. And the first thing you said to me after the first couple of the weeks was like, I just don't know how I can cope with this anymore. I can't talk to people in the kitchen. I don't know what they're doing and stuff. Yeah, and it was. Uh, yeah, I'm probably the chatterbox in the office. Um, one of the many. But <laughs> maybe a little bit. Um, yeah, I think... I think I did struggle, but I think my first concern, as cheesy as it sounds, was just being able to do my job from home. And then that was a secondary concern of like, oh yeah, like this is weird. We're such a social office. I'm such a social person. Obviously my husband works from home, but we don't really, during the day, we don't interact. We see each other at lunch. We're in different rooms. We're doing different calls and stuff. So yeah, that was hard. I think it does help that we, the digital, market, the digital marketing team, we do a, a video call every morning. And I always try and if I think it'd be easier to, to have a video call rather than type it, I try and do that. And I try and encourage other members of the team to do that. So I think from the beginning, I was trying to find ways to where I felt like I had the most interaction I could. Yeah, I think we're all much more productive, but I do that, the whole thing about the isolation. What about you, Lauren? Because obviously you're at home. I know we're all at home, but you're at home with a brother and with parents and everything else. Yeah. How, how have you managed to adapt to it? I think at the beginning I was completely fine because like I think we were like one of the first people offices to actually start working from home so I started with like no one in the house it was lovely and then like the school shut and my brother and sister were home and you know having five of us in the house all at once it is a bit stressful and like finding like a bit of space just to sit quiet for once is just so hard um so that bit is quite hard I guess but I guess working from home is kind of, I, I don't know, I found it all right. I think the bit I miss the most is definitely like the social aspect of it. And even little things like actually going out for lunch and going out and getting in my car and driving to work. I don't know, I kind of miss it in a way. It's a bit weird, but I do miss it. But now you spend every day working from a bar. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm not complaining about that, but. Because <laughs> you're in the bar again now. Well, obviously you're in the sauna really, but you're in the bar again, aren't you? It's the quietest place in the house, so. So if you had to work from home forever, you wouldn't like it? 
I don't, no, I don't think I'd like it. No, because I don't know how people would meet other people and all the rest of it. So obviously that's why we think, what about you, Fern? Obviously you've had a bit more than the rest of us, but um, <laughs> I just think one of these people on the news, I just need to say, who went out and bought a dog and forgot that they'd have to go back to an office at some point. <laughs> we don't have to go back though, do we? <laughs> well, we kind of do. <laughs> I just, it's so strange. So I, I was saying um, when we was in the office um, yesterday that like coming into the office doesn't feel normal anymore, but working from home mm -hmm. feels normal. And it's just, it's just so strange that like, because working from home used to be a novelty. Like it used to, like, oh no, I don't know if I can work from home because I'm not going to be able to get stuff done. But now it's completely different. But you think I it find is- I like I can't get out of the house. I don't know what I need to bring with me anymore. Like, what do I need to take to work? Like, I need like a list. <laughs> and it takes me event, isn't it? I go out I, the door like four or five times. Oh shoot, I forgot this. Oh, my mask. Oh, the, <laughs> you, just you know, that's all going to become routine again because like, you know, Sunday nights, always in our house, is like, you know, it's like getting your pencil case ready for school the next day. Yeah. Tuesday night's going to become that for us because we're all going to go in every Wednesday, you know, going forward. And that'll just become part of the routine. But it is weird. Why do you spend, I just spend so much longer getting ready the night before to go into the office. It's just, it's, it's crazy. And, and I, I am one of those people that still wears aftershave, even though it's only me at home uh, and, and gets ready properly. I do, that's my, my own, I won't go into it, but there you go. Not in the sauna though, I'm not wearing any today. Uh, so what's been your biggest challenge, start with you, Lauren, in the past six months? Doesn't have to be work. Yeah, I think just adjusting to it all, um, especially like, as I said earlier, like not seeing everyone every day, like even though we, we talk all the time on Teams and everything and we have like our weekly Zoom calls and everything, it just isn't the same and like I miss that whole like office vibe and the banter, it's just not the same, that's what I find difficult I think, just adjusting without that. And what about friends and stuff like that, because obviously there was that whole period, it seems ages ago now, when we couldn't yeah. even see friends and go out of the house properly. Yeah, no, that was like exactly the same. I'd say I just like me and my friends, we always did like little Zoom quizzes and stuff like that um, and like FaceTimes, but it's just not the same as like meeting up and seeing them. So I did find that really hard as well. Yeah, I, again, I'll say the same. Friends, family, not being able to see people. Like it gets a bit lonely after a while. But you, so didn't, I got my dog. you didn't believe any of this through in the first place. Sorry? You didn't believe any of this was true in the first place. Oh, I still don't. I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you just think this is all big, some big film. I feel they've just over-exaggerated the flu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. And your <laughs> biggest challenge? Um, I think for me, I, I like to have things to look forward to. And we had lots of really cool things planned for this year. Trips and seeing my family, and which requires international travel. Um, so when everything kind of, the whole year got cancelled, for me it was like I had to adjust and find little things I could do to, to make lockdown nice, you know, like fun date nights at home, like trying to come up with all this stuff, you know, that we could do and things to do around the house. I think, yeah, it was kind of just all these plans just disappearing and then mm -hmm. having to still find a way to make it nice somehow. <laughs> Which actually became quite a nice challenge though, because I think lots of us actually realised you can do stuff without always happen to do some big trip or whatever. And that's different for you because you couldn't even go and visit your parents. That's, you know, not great, but yeah. Yeah. So the question is then, and that's what I really want to know, is forgetting work, 
social media has seen its biggest growth. I mean, I've been around, as you all know, a very long time, a lot longer than you. So I watched social start and all the, how, how it grew and everything else. But in the past six months, it's become absolutely key to everybody's lives. And I know we've talked about this a fair bit, but um, I'll ask you first of all, Andrea, what was your go-to social platform? Um, I'm going to be really specific and say Instagram stories, because I think, especially in the beginning of lockdown, where we all didn't know what to do with ourselves, friends and even just like bloggers and influencers that I follow, like everyone turned to Instagram stories to kind of document like life now, our new normal. And so I think it was a really good way to relate to people and make you feel like literally everyone in the world is is going through that. And with stories, you got it instant. So I could see like one of the funniest things I've seen is a girl bought loads of candles and she and her boyfriend got tipsy and we're just reviewing all the candle scents. And it sounds so stupid, but when we've all been doing stuff like that, <clears throat> it's just kind of nice to, to live vicariously through other people who are in the same situation. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of reassuring that other people are doing it, going through exactly the same thing. I must admit, I found that as well with stories in particular, is that you saw sort of celebrities and people like that in their normal surroundings. And you looked at people who had these massive, great houses. We were talking about it right at the start of lockdown, actually. You had huge houses, huge swimming pools and all the rest of it. And yet they felt absolutely isolated and they needed to get out because most of their lives was getting out the whole time. And watching some of those people and how they were sort of coping just made them normal. And it made you think, wow, even normal, even people, you know, celebrities like this are having to act very differently. So, yeah, it was. It's something you wouldn't actually see. Um, yeah. So I think that's changed. Whether that will carry on going forward, I don't know. So will you still use that, do you think, going forward? Will that be your go-to? Yeah. I mean, I think I, I don't share a lot on Instagram stories. I started doing a little bit, especially during the beginning of lockdown. But I think I've always watch stories but i think it's even more part of kind of my my morning routine you know i work in social media i have to get online and see what's happening and i go through my stories and and i think it's going to be i think it's, it's always been a big deal but i think it's probably been exposed to other people like maybe i know you work in marketing so you're probably more savvy than maybe a lot of people in your age group would be for you know not to not to dig but, but so maybe more people in your age group have been exposed to it and then we'll be using that function more whereas they wouldn't have been using something like stories before. Yeah, exactly. So what would be your second best then? What would you, if you didn't have stories, do you go on anything else or would you just have one? Because that's, that's interesting. I think it's when you're almost going to advertise and all the rest of it is do you have one that you go to for something and one you go to for something else? Yeah. So I would say Instagram and the stories is where I go to just for like for content, for you know, entertainment and just kind of an escape. And in Facebook, I use a lot to keep in touch with my family back home. So, you know, relatives and, and older family members, especially are on Facebook, they're not on other places. So I think if I just want to escape and, and see what's going on in the world and, and see nice images and videos, I go to Instagram. If I actually want to see what people I care about are up to and, and what they're doing and what they're sharing, I go to, to Facebook and the memes are usually better memes and gifs are usually better on facebook if i just want to yeah. mindlessly scroll lauren what about you what is your go-to and did it change um i'd say youtube was, i actually use quite a lot during lockdown um mostly because there's so much on there and i just found myself watching the most random videos that i just found interesting it's like kind of like tiktok like i just watched all these random videos so i'd say it's kind of a tie between youtube and tiktok just because i find it the most like entertaining i guess and i don't think that has changed like i've always loved youtube and tiktok so 
it'll probably stick around for the future for me. <laughs> There's a big difference between the two though, I think, because um, yeah. TikTok, and we've talked about this a lot, is just a way to waste three hours in the evening before you know it. And it's yeah. like through utter rubbish that I would just, because I literally go to the homepage and I just scroll through. So I let TikTok serve me all the rubbish it wants to. <laughs> don't follow people or anything else. And you just get a ticket. So I'll just do one more. I'll just do one more. But with YouTube, I actually found that, find that educational. So I yeah. don't do that on YouTube. I don't surf around different stuff. I'll go and look at stuff that's specifically interesting to me. Yeah, I'd say um, I use YouTube more at the moment for like just little things like cooking videos and just, I don't know, random little documentaries. And then TikTok's more just to pass the time if I'm really bored, I guess. <clears throat> but I still love it. You've changed in the past week. You said if TikTok got banned, that would be the end for you. I think it probably still would be. I think I'd miss it more than I think I would. You're preparing yourself. Yeah, I need to make sure it's depending on YouTube more so you can cope when when and when and if TikTok. You've got that backup for you, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I definitely miss it. <laughs> what about you? I think I know what your answer is going to be, but well, mine is well TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> TikTok because I love sitting there watching the videos, especially ones where they're redecorating like the houses, and I have to follow them to see what they're doing next, like what rooms they've done and stuff. And then Instagram just because I've created a puppy account, so. <laughs> You're not allowed to use this to publicise your puppy account. I knew that was coming. You, it's actually surprising how many there actually are. Like, there's a whole world. Like, there's so many. Like, especially for cockapoos as well. For Fern's benefit, can we superimpose, please, a link to uh, her puppy account so she gets? Yeah, please follow. <laughs> he is cute. Famous <laughs> plug. Okay, and what about for work, Andrea? What do you use? Obviously, it's very difficult for you because, and all of you, in fact, because obviously all three of you have to use social for work. So you, do you actually use it to research stuff or do you just use it because you have to go on it and post for people? Probably for me, a little bit of both. I think, you know, when we're, we're planning content calendars for, for clients, you know, we, we do have a look through and find out what's trending on each one and, you know, what people are talking about um so yeah i think it's probably an even mix in terms of what i use a lot and i but i do think that my focus and the one i think about more now is linkedin um obviously we took that course um earlier this summer and we have a, a new client that we you know we're really trying to get them built up on linkedin so that's the one i think about the most but in terms of time i'm actually spending it's probably pretty even so you don't really use any of the channels for research or finding stuff out it's more just actually going into post stuff for people for the most part twitter i do use um i think to find out what people are talking about like if that's the most research one i would look for you know if what, what channel is that twitter sorry twitter <laughs> we don't use that w-i-d-d-e-r <laughs> no we just use twitter <laughs> twitter lauren what about you what would you use obviously you're very similar to andrew andrew use the same sort of things yeah, I'd say LinkedIn as well. I've grown to like LinkedIn quite a lot, actually. I find myself at the weekends just like scrolling through, reading loads of stuff. So that's that's always handy. Um, as well, Twitter, you know, they have the little trending um, page. Um, if we like need to do awareness days and things like that, that's always handy to just look that up and have a read through. So, yeah, I agree with Andrea, LinkedIn and Twitter. And LinkedIn, you actually go on at the weekend. Yeah, I do. 
See, it surprises me because you're one of the few people that actually goes on and comments or likes any of my posts that I put on LinkedIn. <laughs> You've just been on TikTok for the whole weekend. <laughs> it's probably a bit of both. What, what sort of stuff do you see on LinkedIn that interests you to go in and look? like my friends and stuff that I follow I like to see what they're up to and what they're doing in their work and every now and then I just see like good articles about like social media and stuff um and I follow like the drum and other stuff like that so that's quite interesting as well hmm. okay what about you Fern? well all of them really <laughs> I must have a routine now I'll just flick between them all um, yeah, it's just because obviously we need to get our name out there. So obviously sharing posts on all platforms is the best way to go. Um, but yeah, um, probably Instagram. I follow a lot of uh, like speakers, obviously to see what events they're speaking at, so that we can have a look. Um, yeah. So really, Twitter is about the least used out of all of them between us, because I, I feel that Twitter has become so noisy. And so, so many trolls on there and so much abuse and stuff like that. I don't really bother with it much anymore. I've never really been a fan. No. I don't, I've never really been big on using it for personal. Mm. Like just, I only really use it for work stuff. Yeah. And I wonder if it's all because we're quite creative. So I mean, Instagram just immediately lends itself to me because I just like photographs and I like video and stuff like that. Uh, maybe a slight laziness as well, because Twitter, you actually have to read stuff rather than just watching <laughs> a moving picture. So that is probably is part of it, because that's part of what's happened to all of us, really, especially with TikTok. It is just such a lazy way of just scrolling through and just wasting time. Now, you don't have to do anything, really, do you? It's, uh, I, I far prefer it to TV. <laughs> Um, Twitter has actually introduced this thing where you can do like a voice note and you can just listen to your tweets as you scroll through. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that. Well there you go. <laughs> Maybe you should try it. Maybe that'll bring it back for me. Let's go for it. Breaking news. So this Sean only I'm uses right. voice notes on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. So favourite video, and it has to be clean, from the past six months. Who's got a favourite? <laughs> Who do you want to go first? So there's a girl, I don't really know how you say her name, but she's like a, her, she's Sheena Melwani. And she's like a musician. And she posts all these really lovely videos of herself doing like covers at her piano. And her dad is called, his, his thing is the real Indian dad. And he just shouts criticism at her, like while she's playing her songs and makes her laugh. And there, I, I wasted an entire evening just going back months and months and watching. They're hilarious. Like the stuff he says, he's, he's such a critic, but it cracks me up. Well, that's just it though, isn't it? You can go into something like that and it's just the same thing over and over again. But it's funny. Okay. And I don't know why. I've got one. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, no, no. What's my name? My name is Nana. Oh, Nana. What's my name? You don't know my name. I don't know your name. What's my name? Your name is Nana. What's my name? What's my name? I don't know. Oh, Nana. Sunny, you called me by the wrong name. You want the correct name. Oh, Nana, you Nana. My name is not Nana. Who is this Nana you speak of? You can't say somebody's name wrong. Give me my name. Your name is not Nana. That's your name. What's my name? Not Nana. Oh, Nana, what's my name? Not Nana is my name. Your name, Nana? My name, not Nana, okay? We're both not Nana, bloody. Close the windows. What? He's heckling. Is that what it is? Heckling? Yeah, heckling. 
yeah, he's heckling. He just, every time she's doing these beautiful songs and she's got this beautiful voice and he's just making her life a nightmare. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> my favorite video is probably like really silly. I showed Andrew it and we were just cracking up at it. Um, <laughs> it's this video of a I'm, I think I've got it. It's just a bit, like, I love animal videos. Like, I'm all quite, like, they just make me laugh so hard. And um, there's this really funny TikTok of, like, this cat. <laughs> and it, I've got to show you, I can't explain it. This cat gets bitten and it, <laughs> it shouts so loud. <laughs> Truly in pain. But to see him laugh about it, that wasn't cool. And I just thought it was important. <laughs> <laughs> there's also a bit where the cat, like, the one that's being bitten like looks at the screen in panic for just a microsecond and it just is the best facial expression. Lauren did a screenshot <laughs> of that face and just sent it to me. It's so stupid. Funny. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, that's my favourite video. <laughs> it just shows there are some very creative people out there though because you know when we sit down and come up with ideas for stuff that we do on TikTok it takes us ages to think of it and do it and put it together. Maybe we overthink stuff, maybe that's the answer. But some of these people are so creative, they're just there and they get it. It's, uh, <clears throat> I think that one had like something like 10 million views or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eight of those were me and Lauren. Yeah, <laughs> most of them were me. <laughs> Repeat. Fern, what's your favourite? Mine's the dog. That, um, he has a little robot voice. For him. So today, I'm a little excited. As some had asked, I'm hoping to meet Trixie the Poodle later on. This is her, I just love the way she stares at me. One eye looking right at me, and one eye looking for her ball. So again I have donned my best clobber, a splash of brute, and I'm ready. Wish me luck everyone, and leave the door on the latch, I may be late. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> so, so what's going to happen after all this though, when people go back into the world? Because you think things like that dog you just showed us there for them somebody has got far too much time on their hand to actually dress up the dog and think of it and all the rest of it. What is going to happen when the world goes back to normal? Obviously TikTok, it could be banned, but the thing is it'll only, it'll only be banned in America. So, you know, we'll probably be all right here anyway. You've got Instagram Reels, which probably we should talk about. Have you, has anyone managed to get into Reels yet? I'm not, no, I'm not a fan. TikTok's better. Sorry, Instagram. <laughs> but why? It's only just rolled out for me. Yeah. Come across people at different times. Like I really haven't even had a chance to play with it yet. It just, I just don't think it's got enough there to beat TikTok yet. So maybe that's it. It's it's just something about when you scroll through, it's just not got the same. I don't know why. It's just uh, no. not quite there yet. But but that will probably replace it and whatever else. But what do you reckon, Andrew? What what's the future of social? What's what's going to happen next? Are we going to see a new channel, or is Facebook going to have a revival? I well, there's always going to be new channels, I think. And I, I think that, I think the competition between the existing channels that are always competing is going to get even, even more. I mean, we know that, that, you know, Instagram started doing like stories kind of as a, as a response almost to, um, to Snapchat, you know, in that instant, you know, thing. And, you know, we talk about that fear of missing out. I think that's going to keep growing, but I think, I think we're going to see a lot of things. I think some people will go back to their normal lives and, and not use social like they were, but I think there's a lot of places like us where, you know, we don't plan to go back to being in a nine to five office and life has changed anyway. We've all discovered that we don't need to be out and about all the time. So I think we will see changes in terms of people taking a step back from social a bit, but I still think for those people who maybe discovered it more because of lockdown, it will be more of a permanent fixture in their lives. 
What about you, Lauren? What do you reckon? What's, what's the future? What, what are you going to spend more time on in the future? I think, what, in terms of like social media? Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's interesting because you said you, you know, you like LinkedIn. And I think that that is, it almost like sort of skipped, not a generation, but <clears throat> became, it became very boring and dull to be on LinkedIn. But LinkedIn's up to its game now. And I think for you, obviously the TikTok and stuff is all good for a laugh, but you really want to improve your knowledge and, you know, things like the drum, et cetera. You want to be, you know, top of your game. LinkedIn is becoming brilliant for that. And I see many more people going to LinkedIn. I mean, I'm slightly biased because Andrew and I did the course. We've learned an awful lot more about it. It was fantastic. Um, but yeah, what, what, what do you see the future is? I think for me in terms of LinkedIn as well, I, I like never used to use it. Um, I only really started using it in lockdown just because I was getting bored and I was just going from my apps on my phone. And I was like, oh, I'll give LinkedIn a go. And um, yeah, like as you said, I do think like most of the content on LinkedIn has kind of started targeting it kind of a younger audience um because like i remember i used to think linkedin would be so boring like i remember my teachers used to talk about it and i was just like not a bit of me but i actually really enjoy going through it so i'm definitely going to be sticking with that and as well i think people that were on linkedin have now branched out to things like tiktok and instagram and are probably going to stick with that so that everyone's kind of using all these different channels so hopefully that, I don't know, hopefully everyone will stay using social media as it is now, I think. <clears throat> and Facebook, you don't really use Facebook at all. Not really. So Facebook is... Exactly. I think Facebook's one I, I use the least, actually. And that's the incredible thing, because each time when we're placing, you know, adverts for people, um, you know, we've got the new channels like Spotify and TikTok, and they're all doing very well. But the biggest return success we get is on Facebook at the moment. And that's been across all sorts of things we're doing. So somebody must still use Facebook. <laughs> I, I, I still use it a ton as, as, as well. I, think it, I do think it's an age thing. I think we're really lucky in our office and that we've got a lot of young people, but we've got people who are, you know, a little bit older and then even a little bit older than that. And um, so we can see, I think our office is like a perfect example of what we tell clients when we're helping them with their social. Like if you want to reach young people, use TikTok and use Instagram. If you want to reach, you know, basically I think the bulk demographic is going to be that sort of 30 to 45 age and that group of people are still on Facebook. So what happens when Lauren gets to 30? Does she, she also has to have Facebook and she has she to go into Facebook. <laughs> you don't get your adult card unless you are on Facebook actively daily. <laughs> It'll be interesting to know if Facebook stood around then. It might not be. No, but there might be a new more exciting platform. Yeah. Phil, um, I, well, I just think it's going to get bigger, to be honest. Everything. Well, yeah, everything. Um, I just, where obviously everyone's been at home, I think obviously, I mean, I'll go through Facebook and I've got all of the ads and stuff and I'll just go online shopping now. Okay. So that was going to be my last question, actually, because obviously <laughs> what we do, you know, apart from organic social, what we do is we place ads across, you know, the channels. I don't see any ads on TikTok at all. <clears throat> no, I don't. Um, and we had that discussion the other day as well. Is that because they're so subtle that none of us realise they're adverts? And if they are so subtle, then is there any point in actually having the adverts there? Do, do you see any adverts, Andrea, at all? Do you, you know, when you're going through? You... No, I don't think so. It's, it's the platform I spend the least amount of time on, I'll be honest. Okay. But when I do, I, I don't feel like I do see anything. Lauren? Um, I do see a few. I think that's because, like, 
I'm on it so often. I some I sometimes see like the little sponsored sign. But I think most of the videos on there are like from creators that are sponsoring products. Yeah. I don't yeah. think people really use it to advertise. Like They're not not in the same way as YouTube plays you a six second ad or whatever else. It is no. subtle. But it'd be interesting to see how that works. Whether the subtlety does actually work well for people or not. Because mm -hmm. Instagram, you know, as you know, I love Instagram and I love the fact that it, the adverts it serves up to me are normally stuff that I'm interested in. You know, I bought these face masks right at the start before face masks were even a thing because I was served up an advert. They've been total rubbish. They don't even reach your ears. But well, they do. You can put one on and basically your ears go like this. That the one you were wearing like this and talking the whole time. That's, it was really effective. That's, that's exactly the one that didn't cover my face at all. Uh, but that was an Instagram purchase late one night because it was just, you know, you're looking for face masks, aren't you? Yeah, I'm looking for face masks. And we know how they do that. But I think it works on Instagram. Because I think Instagram, I think, has a lot of potential for evolving the way people do ads. Because especially in stories, you look at an ad and, and you don't feel like you're being advertised to. It just feels like you're being given more content. Yeah. That's targeted really because relevant. of what you've been doing and what you've been visiting. And I think there's just so much potential of, of like, as an American, Instagram is like the Super Bowl commercial. Like you can just do things that push boundaries and are the adverts people are talking about for years. The stuff that I see that's really interesting, like interesting in a visual sense is always on Instagram, the way they do videos and animations. I, I think I'd like to try a lot more for our clients, Instagram specific, because obviously the way Facebook's set up, you can just divert adverts to Instagram, it's fine. But I think tailoring content for Instagram, for the way people like to digest content on Instagram is something that would be really exciting to do. Yeah, I agree. And YouTube as well, as Lauren said, you know, YouTube is, you know, that's my go-to now, you know, if I need to learn something or, you know, like the guitar that I still haven't learned properly after six months, but you go to that, but the adverts you get on there in front of stuff, again, they're relevant, they're relevant to what you're watching. So actually you don't skip through them. Um, and, you know, we use YouTube on the TV now and it's becoming just as natural I watched a program last night on um, Channel 5, All Creatures Great and Small, which none of you would remember the first time round, <laughs> and you're all looking blankly the second time round, but it's worth a watch. It's quite fun. It's about a vet in, in the uh, Yorkshire Dales. But it was Channel 5. The program was 50 minutes long, and I think we counted six advert breaks through the program. So, like, you're watching, like, six or seven minutes of TV, and then an ad comes where at least on YouTube, you kind of expect it. And it gives you the option to skip on some, otherwise they're completely relevant. So I think it is, that's where I think social is gonna do incredibly well going forward, is it's actually working out what we want to consume and how we consume it and what works, rather than that default thrown, thrown at you from the TV. The interesting thing about YouTube ads, I, there was a, I can't remember which event it was I went to a couple of years ago, one of the digital marketing training kind of exhibitions, and there was a software where it was kind of like a heat map. So you could see where people were hovering their mouse and, and on YouTube it was skip, 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 skip. Mm -hmm. So I think there's always, if you can skip it, there's always gonna be a way to, but again, I think it's that working out exactly what people are gonna enjoy when they're not realizing they're being advertised to, or they're not, it's not, they're realizing it, but it doesn't bother them. Sometimes I'll skip an ad just because that's an ad, like, yeah. and I know how it works. Like I was literally on your site five minutes ago. Now I'm on Facebook and you're bombarding me with that. Stop it. <laughs> I feel like uh, they're a lot longer on YouTube though than like short little ones on Instagram. And yeah. I think that's why people skip them along a lot because you can't be yeah. bothered to sit there for three minutes watching something that you're not interested in. 
but then is six seconds before you press skip, are those six seconds maybe enough to persuade us and begin to build up a picture in our minds about a product? So, I think it's done right. Sometimes I don't skip YouTube ads. Mm. And then I realize, oh wait, this is an ad. I can click through now. I can go to, <laughs> just kind of get drawn in and then I skip. So I think there are companies and, and content creators who are doing it right. But I think everyone needs to catch up to that. Maybe it's why I'm doing this job, but I love adverts and always have done. And we used to, you know, in the days of video recording and stuff, we used to record and watch the adverts back and stuff. And I do, not often, but I do watch the compilations on YouTube of adverts from 80s, 90s, 2000s, whatever it is. <laughs> so I actually skip the programs and watch the adverts. So there you go. Have you watched Mad Men? Yes, yes. You find, I found that really, I watched it maybe a year ago. Yeah, and Absolutely. I've never been so inspired by like trying to sit down and write ad copy as I was after I'd be, you know, what, you know, binge that over the week and then on the, on the week come in and be like, what would Don say? What would Peggy say? <laughs> <laughs> the only problem with that program is I always felt ill after watching it because they smoke so, so many cigarettes and drink so much whiskey. And it just, the whole time I just felt unhealthy. It's like I had to go out for a run after every one. I was, like, I was wheezing a bit because I'd smoked that's, so much. That's why I just fill up some vodka every day, John. You just get used <laughs> to it. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> we shall say goodbye. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.